Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris. And I am Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings around the NFL. And free agency came, started, and it finally happened. We finally have a reason to talk about Tom Brady in free agency other than speculation. He is the new quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ouch. Whatever. At this point, dude, whatever. How many months it's been, all the speculation, all the infighting apparently between him and Belichick and Robert Kraft having to play, you know, essentially play, play counselor between the two of them. Who knows what's true and what isn't. It was pretty clear, though, the way this whole thing was handled. Tom Brady did not want to be in New England anymore. And Bill didn't want him. No. Bill Bill had a mindset. This is how I see it. Bill thought of Tom Brady, you know, I'm going to pay you $25 million, but 13 of that is the $13 million cap hit we're going to incur. So basically giving him a one-year $12 million contract. Whereas Tom had the mindset, I want what I want a contract like Drew Brees got, not counting the dead cap, because that's on Bill, right? To keep pushing that can down the down the line, and it came to fruition that you know Tom didn't Tom didn't Tom wasn't going to coalesce to what Bill wanted. No, and I mean, it, it's very strange to think about Tom Brady playing in another uniform. Uh, but I, I just don't – I'm really happy that they did not ruin their financial future to sign a 43-year-old quarterback who wasn't sure he wanted to be there. You know, I, I posted that on, on social media and everything too. You know, I thank him for the time he spent here in New England. Yeah, I, agree. I cannot count the number of incredible, fun, happy memories I had watching them play. Uh, it was – Something I never thought I would experience growing up a Red Sox and Patriots fan, watching so much mediocrity the early part of my life, to, to get to the point where the Patriots were essentially winning so much, they were the team everyone hated, they became the Yankees of football. As much as I hate that reference, too, as a Red Sox fan, it does fit. Uh, I, I never thought that would happen, and it was an incredible ride. And, uh, I mean, I think I think it's unfortunate the way it had to end. But... I see people really legitimately like, like freaking out about this. The people who cannot handle the fact he's going somewhere else. And it's like, it, I love football as much as the next person. It's a game guys. Like you're going to wake up this, the world's still going to be spinning on its axis. The sun's going to shine. Like it, it's not the end of the world. If this was six years ago, seven years ago, I'd probably have a different tone. I'd probably be a little more, you know, in, in a corner with the room dark, shelter myself from the light and and understanding there's no hope in any world that I could move on. But I I I think I've understood, you know, over time it just it is what it is. He's gonna move on at some point, whether retire or to another team. And Bill's just gonna Find somebody else to plop yeah, in will. that spot yeah. and move on because that's what Bill does. I think if this happened when Bill wanted it to happen, because we know when Bill wanted this to happen, 
before they traded Garoppolo. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted that transition because I think, for one, that would have been better for him. And honestly, even though he probably doesn't care, it would have been better for the fan base if it happened at that point because then you would have saw, you would have seen the light at the end of the tunnel being Jimmy Garoppolo. Whereas right now, we don't know what Jared Stidham is. We don't know what Bill's going to do in the first round. We don't know if Bill's going to take pick up a quarterback off free agency, off the trash heap, do whatever he can with them. That's, I think, the biggest problem some people are, gonna, are having right now. But if you're just – if it's end-of-the-world scenario for you because Tom is playing with another team, grow up. It's – it's just just move on. Yeah, and – you know, six years ago, you said if this was five or six years ago, yeah, you would have been in a dark room, you know, sucking your thumb or whatever. Six years ago, they were talking about trading him. Six years ago was before they won the Super Bowl Forty Nine game against the Seahawks, the Malcolm Butler game. Right. Everybody was talking that year when he got killed by Kansas City on Monday Night Football, how Brady was out, Brady was done, Brady was washed up, and I myself sincerely thought they were going to end up trading him before the deadline. And this is pre-Jimmy Garoppolo, mind you. I think this was when Ryan Mallett was the backup still. This doesn't make sense from a standpoint of, like you said last episode, because of everything that's going on with people self-quarantining and and facilities shutting down, you're talking about a 43-year-old quarterback who already was not a fan of training camp and OTAs, who is now probably not going to be able to have a full offseason to learn a new system. Bruce Arians is a very good coach. Bruce Arians got as much as he possibly could have out of Jameis Winston. Bruce Arians is not Bill Belichick. There's a reason Belichick is special. He can get things out of players that nobody else can. True. And you have to wonder if what we saw out of Tom Brady this past season, I think we can all agree. I'm not going to knock Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady. I hope he does well as long as it's not at the Patriots' expense. But he was not the same player he had been previous seasons. Nothing wrong with that. The man played 20 years. He's probably been playing football for as long as he can remember. And, I mean, you're going to drop off. There's the old saying, father time is undefeated. That's right. He won a Super Bowl against St. Louis last year. Or two years ago, however you want to count or whatever. But... Even in that game, he was not himself. He was significantly less than he was the previous year when they lost to the Eagles. was not the same quarterback we saw in that game or even early parts of this season. Something was off. And we kept trying to rationalize as Patriots fans, it's the line. Okay, then the line improved, the line jailed. It's the receivers, and they got him receiver help. Uh, I guess everybody wanted him to keep Josh Gordon with all of his issues on the team. I didn't keep Antonio Brown with all of his issues, including sexual assault, allegedly, which yeah, is a very serious offense. Let's not forget that one. Let's not forget is that it wasn't just a matter of the Patriots saying, oh, we don't need this guy. This was a very serious allegation, and there was grounds for the allegation. It wasn't just somebody saying it and then believing them and saying, oh, sorry, Antonio, you're done. There is a pattern with this guy. Not to mention a few months afterward, berating police officers who were there yes. to help him. Yes. So there was enough there to totally justify them saying we're washing our hands of this. We knew this guy was a little out there, but, you know, not that bad. And if Brady was going to be so upset that they didn't keep those guys, I don't think that was it. I think he's been – I think ever since the Garoppolo trade, 
when allegedly Belichick wanted to trade Brady instead of him to keep Garoppolo as a starter and trade Brady to San Francisco. It just nothing seemed quite the same. I think if they just get, would have given him the contract Drew, Drew Brees got, it would have. And but it would have had to give it to him last year, not this year. I think this year might be a little different to where he's he opened himself up to the idea of going somewhere else, and then something happened in the conversation with Bill. And you, you, we can hear the speculations, the rumors, the conjecture, and stuff's going to come out over the next few weeks on, you know, leaked from Bill's side and leaked from Tom's side. But realistically, if Bill wanted Tom, he would have signed Tom to an extension when Tom wanted it, which would have been last year, year before. He didn't. Bill wanted this to end years ago right. with Jimmy. Right. Bill probably wanted to end because he saw I wasted this many dollars on player X, Y, and Z. You know, I I expended draft capital this year to get Muhammad Sanu. It didn't work. I've done. Yeah. Supposedly Sanu was not 100%. So let's let's see how it pans out this year. But he did expend draft capital to help Tom. Absolutely. And he just couldn't make it work. Plus, you got to think there's something there with Tom not being at OTAs. I know he's done it before, but but Bill brought in some young kids to help Tom, and he, they didn't mesh because, honestly, if you look at some of the um, preseason games, Stidham worked better with Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers than Tom did. And that's because Stidham was at OTA. Right. Stidham was there in offseason. I think it's just time to move on. And Tom Brady will be back someday. He had a good relationship with Robert Kraft, still does. When this is all done in Tampa, wherever the hell else he ends up, he's going to be back to have his number retired. No one's ever going to wear number 12 again in New England. That's for damn sure. And, I mean, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Challenge me on that if you want to. I'll, I'll fight you all day on that. I don't want to hear about Peyton Manning or anybody else. It's Tom Brady, and that's the end of it. Until until another player approaches five, going to five Super Bowls and winning a large portion of those, you can't have the conversation. No. And then in, in that, you're even having the conversation. It's, it's a conversation. It's not even like you can't win it. A, a quarterback has to go to 10 Super Bowls and win – more than six of them, to have that conversation, a serious conversation. And have that level of consistency throughout. And I don't, and, and, and we know and, that's not going to happen. No, and the funny part is, too, and I wanted to bring this up. Remember all the talk how Tom Brady's just a system quarterback? Yeah. That's it. Which, by the way, is a stupid argument. That's almost like blaming a team for beating the teams on their schedule and saying they haven't played anybody. You can only beat who's on your schedule. You can't beat teams you don't play. And... If you're a system quarterback, that means your coaching staff has seen what you can do and they build a game plan around you. You think Lamar Jackson's not a system quarterback? You think Aaron Rodgers isn't a system quarterback? You think anybody who's had any kind of success, they didn't configure a system for Peyton Manning that worked for him? Like Peyton Manning was all about timing. 
well, right. And, and, but it, you disrupt that timing, he's no good. Right. What I'm saying is they made the system work for him. Right. Which is the the system quarterback argument is stupid. Then these same people turn around and go, oh, the Patriots are going to suck now. Well, wait. If they're going to suck, all they got to do is plug someone else in at quarterback. They're going to be just as good. Right. I mean, that would be the logical sense, right? So you, you can't have your cake and eat it too right there. You can't say he sucks, but he's system quarterback. Now the Patriots are going to suck because he's gone because the guy who implements the system – is still there. So I, would, I, I just would, I just wanted to bring up some inconsistency yeah. from people just talking trash. That's you know I would I would say it's gonna be tough because Tom gives you an extra couple wins because of his experience, because of his knowledge of the not just of the game, of the players he goes up against each and every year. There's a lot of players he had experience against. He knows their tendencies. Right. He as Tom seen as Tom has said, he knows he knows the plays. He knows the defensive schemes. He he has the answers to the the test, so to speak. You don't have that anymore. So no. yeah, there's going to be a drop off. It's depending on what Bill can do to build up the defense and build a solid foundation with with Josh on the offensive side of the ball. And maybe Bill puts a little bit more hands on the offense this year and lets – I don't know who he'll let, he'll let run the defense, but it, it it just seems like he just – he Bill doesn't do anything without a plan. I know he has a plan. We don't know what the plan is, but he clearly has a plan. And if he doesn't go out, I would say by June 1st, he doesn't acquire a veteran at, before June 1st, Pretty clear Stidham's a guy or they're drafting someone. Right. Yeah. That's that's all I think I think it's gonna be. And if he drafts a guy, great. I just don't think he will. I think it'll be the earliest they'll draft a quarterback will be the second round. I'd love to see that kid from Georgia get drafted by the Pats. I would too, but I always forget his name. Uh Jake Jake from Yeah, thank you. I, I just don't think he's going I think he's I think the Patriots are gonna drop down out of the first round. He will be taken in the first round because quarterbacks are always overdrafted. Yeah, and unfortunately, he, if he gets somebody, it's going to be middle second round, late second round, and your quarterback's going to be Jared, Jared Stidham, and we'll have to see what he can do. He's got a little more mobility than Tom Brady. We know that, but he did have some accuracy problems, and he, that ball stuck to his hand a little bit too much in uh, preseason ball. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but I, I'll say this much: if Belichick has confidence in him going into a season and isn't trying to make a move, uh, in Bill I trust. So I'll uh, I'll take his word for it. And he, like you said, he has a plan. He is five steps ahead of everybody else. Yes. So if we didn't see this coming, I remember saying last episode we recorded the night before Brady actually made his decision that. At that point, I'd heard enough. There'd been enough buzz around him and the Buccaneers to say, "Yeah, I think he's going to Tampa Bay." Uh, I mean, I just don't. I just don't think there's any way Belichick didn't know that. Maybe he wasn't going to Tampa, but I think Belichick knew he wasn't coming back. I guess he was. I guess a surprise is not the word, but I, I've heard on multiple stations I listed it. I a little bit shocked. That he didn't come back, but Bill has a plan. So. Yeah. I've heard so much about 
he was this, he wasn't that. Right. He was, you know, it's it's hard to tell what's what. You and never really know. You have to know one. You have to know where the information is coming from because if you if you live in New England and you listen to as much sports radio as I do, which tends to be a bad thing sometimes. Yeah, I can't, I can't listen to New England radio talk. I can't do it, man. It's also but, negative. Um, there are certain insiders who are tied to the Brady camp, some insiders that are tied to the Belichick camp. So when you when you look at information coming through, you just have to be mindful to know who you're, what, what article you're reading or what Twitter feed you're yeah, reading. Yeah, for sure. To know where that source is coming from because you have to – Take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. Everything that comes out of New England, especially the Boston area, that, that has to do with sports, has a slant one way or another. It does. So, you, like Ben said, take it with a grain of salt. Um, I'll say this much again. I'm not. I mean, well, I'm sure we'll talk about this again. You know, as, as details become a little bit more available. Uh I just. I don't know if Tom Brady can handle playing somewhere else. And, and I, I, let me explain what I mean by that. Not that he physically can. Tom Brady's a guy who has a chip on his shoulder. He still has a chip on his shoulder from being drafted 199. That he does. He has a chip on his shoulder for winning three Super Bowls with Belichick in his first four years and then having Belichick seemingly want to trade him and keep Garoppolo a couple of years ago now, yeah. four or five years ago. He still has that chip on his shoulder. He has a chip on his shoulder when he wasn't the full-time starter at Michigan. Right. He was part-time with uh, Drew Henson. Which, it's it's great to have that driving, motivating factor. Because anybody who knows Tom Brady says no one works harder. The guy's a machine. Which is why he can still play at any kind of decent level at 40, whatever, 42 years old last year, 43, going into this season. But there's a mental aspect of it. Tom Brady was our guy. Yeah. He was Mr. Patriot. He was, to the Patriots, what David Ortiz was to the Red Sox. That's a fair analogy. He may not have always shown out on the field. Oh, Big Poppy always did. He may not have always shown out on the field, but he was the guy to get them fired up. Listen to anybody anybody yeah. who was Tom Brady's teammate. He was the guy to get them going, to light a fire under their ass when they were kind of sluggish once in a while. He'd go out and he'd get himself a 15-yard penalty, hitting somebody on the defense, just to you know, fire up his offensive line and get them going. And it worked a lot more than it didn't. What is he going to do when it's the fourth quarter? And because he's a little bit older and he isn't doesn't have the long ball he used to have, it was never, honestly, with the exception of Randy Mossier's, exceptional at throwing the long ball. He was short to intermediate passes. Yeah, That's not a knock. Nobody was better at it than him, and there's still an art to that. But what is he going to do when the Tampa crowd, who a lot of them, believe it or not, are very pissed off about this signing? They want a Jameis pack. Really? A lot of what I've seen, I'm sure not everybody, and it might be a vast majority wanted Brady or didn't. I've seen a lot coming out. The fans were not very happy with this because they gave a 43-year-old quarterback franchise quarterback money when who knows how he's going to hold up. And he clearly has not diminished, but diminishing skills just because of age. Then you had Jameis, who came out while he had a beyond ridiculous amount of turnovers last year. He also got laser eye surgery in the offseason. But if you talk to Bruce Arians, he says that doesn't matter. 
It may not, but Bruce Arians can't see out of Jameis Winston's eyes. That's true. So Bruce Arians doesn't really know. I know what you're saying, but Bruce Arians is going to say whatever's going to make Bruce Arians look better. And I like Bruce Arians. That's not a knock either. But he's not going to have – oh, I'm sorry. Back to uh, Jameis Winston. Yeah. He, you know, 5,000 yards, a lot of touchdowns. People really wanted him back. I'm not going to say everybody. I don't know. I really don't know many Tampa Bay fans around here. But there's a lot of people who I've seen, especially online, that were not happy with the Brady signing. What are you going to do when they start booing him? Because I'll tell you what, I've been to Patriots games the last two years, and any time that guy goes up on the on the, on the big screen, you have 70,000 people chanting Brady, cheering for him. No matter what he does, he can do no wrong. It's very rare that there's booing at Gillette. Even if the... I was at the Dolphins game last year, week 17, when they just got embarrassed by Miami. That crowd was still, still treating Tom Brady like he walked on water. Even as he's throwing missing wide open guys, passes are dropping short. The guy walked on water to to Patriots fans. He doesn't have that anymore. No. They, they They won't give him latitude. No. Especially they're going to have – what Tampa Bay fans are going to have in their head is like, okay, we have O.J. Howard, we have Cameron Brait, we have Mike Evans, we have Chris Godwin. All these weapons, Tom. We also have Ronald Jones and rumors of another player, which we'll get to later. You have this great offense. You saw what Jameis, what Jameis did with it last year. Right. You should equate that except for – the 31 interceptions? Yeah. You should at least cut those in half and get us to the playoffs and fight for the fight for the division uh, crown. Like they probably expect a division win, a division win. Because they seen what they see what Jameis did in, in Bruce Arian's offense. Tom is better than Jameis, right? So he should be able to duplicate those numbers, subtract the interceptions. It's logical, but is it Reality. I'm not saying Tom's taking a step back, but you have to you have to understand you're not getting a Tom Brady that that pulled the Patriots back from 28 to three right in the Super Bowl or gutted out a win uh, against the Rams in probably one of the, I think it's one of the lowest scored uh, Super Bowls in history. Oh yeah, he might not do it. And that's understandable is that he does have diminishing skills. I honestly, though, I would have taken him back with New England. Well, I would have too. Like I said, this isn't, I'm not trying to knock the guy because he's gone now. Because I, I will forever and always be a Tom Brady fan. I appreciate everything he did. I mean, I, I wish him, like I said, the best of luck as long as it's not at the New England Patriots' expense. Um, but I mean, I, I still don't, I don't understand the move on his part. He's not going to get a full offseason in. Think he just Doesn't wants, make sense to me. I think he wants to prove that he still has it. He wants to get the money. Or or money that that dictates what he's worth. Because I think I still think Bill looks at him and says, yes, $25 million, but you're only going to get 12 this year because you're already getting 13 Whereas Tom probably wants $25 million as that baseline. And – Bill wasn't going to get to him because 
honestly, if you look at their cap space, they can't give it to them. No. And if this was 10 years ago, you find a way to make it work and you do it. And if this was 10 years ago and he went to free agency, it would be bigger than this. Oh, yeah. It would be huge if Tom Brady left 10 years ago to free agency. It would be – we would probably, if we were doing this 10 years ago, which would have been awesome, we would just spend an entire episode just oh, absolutely. on this. Yeah, for sure. But uh, – we, we, we pretty much have spent about half of one so far, so we could sit here talking about it all day. But yeah. either way, you know – Good luck, Tom Brady. Uh, thanks for memories, and I'm sure we'll talk down the road uh, more about this as we find out more information. But I was gonna say we got we're gonna talk to Tom Brady because no, no, I doubt it very highly. That would that would be awesome. I mean, that'd be cool, but I, I don't I don't think we're uh, we're not slated to. We're not in his demographic anymore. He's a, he's a Florida guy now. Oh, that's true. I'll be a Florida guy. <laughs> Trust me. I'd love to have. I'd love to hit those beaches. Uh, we did have some trades though go through. We did. Uh, one today and one was uh, what was it yesterday? I think it was. Um, the smaller one is Foles. Went to, we we knew Foles was moving. Yeah, it's strange that we talked about Foles specifically last episode. And I'll I'll reinforce my theory that Foles get going to Chicago. I am ninety nine percent sure you will see that date pass by for the fifth year option. Absolutely, it will not get picked up. There's people saying that they just brought Foles in to motivate Trubisky. I don't think so. No, you bring Andy Dalton in to motivate right. him. You, Foles you bring in to be the starter. To be your starting quarterback. Because Mitchell Trubisky has shown them enough to know he's not the guy for them in that system. And you have some talented players, like we pointed out last episode. And they brought in Jimmy Graham. I don't know what that is going to prove, but okay, fine. Go with it, I guess. But Mitchell Trubisky is done in Chicago. I don't know if you can get anything for him, realistically. Maybe a six, maybe a seventh. I'd say, I'd say they'd probably take like a, a, a three and a five for him, if that even. I don't know if they get it, though. Wouldn't it be something, right, if after all this happens, Belichick trades for Trubisky and turns him into a superstar? Like I mean, like a, st- a stud Super Bowl winning quarterback. How mad would every you thought people hated the Patriots before? Oh my God, that'd be I, nuclear. That'd be nuclear, man. I could stand Trubisky as long as the rumor, the other rumor, of Josh Rosen going to England. Yeah, I don't like that. Can one. just die because I I have no time for that. Although I'll tell you right now, I didn't like Tom Brady taking over for Drew Bledsoe twenty years ago, <laughs> and that turned out pretty good. So I'll trust Belichick's instincts. But yeah, yeah but I'd, I'd much rather. I'd much rather take a chance on a cheap player who's still young, he thinks he can develop, as opposed to – I made a lot of jokes about how, oh, they're going to trade for Deshaun Watson. Now they're going to send the sixth-round pick, and Bill O'Brien's going to trade him, or they're going to get Cam Newton now. Uh, The Patriots' salary cap does not support either one of those guys. No. Well, Watson it would, but there's no way they're trading Watson. No. Uh, I could could see – I just think Trubisky – they could potentially keep him for the year, but I just think it's a moot point, and you just move on. Because they honestly they cut their first round pick from sixteen, uh, Floyd, who signed with another. Uh, and they just have a great track record, huh? Yeah, and then so so they cut their sixteen first round pick, and then Trubisky's their seventeen first round pick, and now they're probably going to end up trading him if they can to somebody who knows. 
But if I'm them, I, I, I recoup whatever I can. If it's a third, great. If it's a fourth, if it's a seventh, fine. Get what you can now because if you wait too long, nobody will take them. And if you pick up that fifth-year option, that's just dumb. Because then what if you can't trade them? That's an easy eight, I think eight at least on the cap, if not nine Yeah. next year. I wouldn't want to do that. And I'll tell you, I think you get rid of them. Like you said, recoup whatever you can. You have Nick Foles now. Nick Foles, with the exception of that Super Bowl run with the Eagles a few years ago, is never a guy to really set the world on fire from a stat standpoint. But he's a very technically sound quarterback. And you have enough pieces. Well, not only that, but I think a young guy, not Trubisky, could learn a lot behind the Nick Foles for a year or two. So they could always draft somebody later in the draft who could kind of work with Foles, somebody have a lot of confidence in but doesn't have a whole lot of draft stock right now. I mean, what's really, could he be much worse than Mitchell Trubisky? Did he get him dirt cheap for four years? If you perform that well, fifth year with the new CBA. Right. I just I don't see any any world where they go into week one providing, you know, this whole you know shutdown quarantine thing doesn't last well into the football season, which I really I can't see it lasting that long. Um, but it could affect certain aspects of the season, and I just don't I don't see them starting or going breaking camp with. Mitchell Trubisky as the backup starter, anything. I think he's gone from that team. And I'll give you an upside is that they uh, they have two second-round picks. It's interesting because that gives them – it doesn't give them power in the first round, but it gives them power in when that second round starts to kind of move up the draft board a little bit to see if there's a player that they like. So your theory your theory on that is is sound because they, they traded their um they gave the Jaguars a 2020 compensatory fourth round pick so they still have all the picks that they originally had and they have 43 and 50 they're close enough together where you could probably move up just a little bit if um I don't want to dig deep too deep into the quarterback um uh, uh, draft, but by that point, most of the big boys are gone. So now you're digging into second round picks. There are a couple capable guys that need some work. And that's what you're implying is right. a guy that needs some work, but has talent. Right. Rods are skills that can be developed. And don't overreach because you've done that mistake once already. Yeah. So it really bit again. you. Really bit you in the ass. But but there's a di- there's a different aspect to this one is that you're now re- if you reach you move up and reach a little bit to get somebody he's sitting behind Foles, knock on wood, as long as Foles stays healthy right. and can develop a, his skills. Whereas Trubisky couldn't sit behind anybody, a because I don't think there was anybody on the I think they had Chase Daniels, and b. You spent all that draft capital to move up. You had no choice. Well, they started with Mike Lennon, then they upgraded the Chase oh, that's Daniels. Right. Then they went to Chase Daniels. So yeah, there was a whole lot there for Jabisky to compete with. Uh, the other big, the big deal that happened today is interesting uh, because uh, I don't know what the Detroit Lions are doing. 
And I think this is the equivalent on defense to the DeAndre Hopkins trade on offense. You traded Darius Slay, who's arguably top five. Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. You could argue top three, I think, honestly. He he commanded a third and a fifth round pick from the Eagles. Yeah. Outstanding move. So this is what the Eagles did. In, in, in three moves, they improved their secondary. They got rid of the cancer, Malcolm Jenkins. Yep. Okay? Great move. And Malcolm, you can say what you want about me. You're a cancer. I don't think Malcolm's listening. They re-signed Jalen Mills, and they moved in the safety, which I think is a smart move because Jalen Mills has talent, just maybe not at corner. Right. And now you've acquired Darius Slay, top five at least, corner, and now you push all the corners down um, on the on the depth chart to where they belong and, and still leaves you option to draft somebody in the first or second round. Leaves you options, leaves you cap room. You traded a third and a fifth to get a, a top tier guy. I love his contract too. How he ended up making a hundred thousand more a year than Byron Jones. The other day after you said how bad that was, he was the highest paid guy. And now, and he now, gets traded to the Eagles. They give him an extension right away, and he gets a hundred thousand more than Jones a year. I love that. And, and I, I'm all for that because you know he's he's the kind of player you want to pay for. He's the guy you build your defense around. Yes, and- at least your secondary. And I already had them. So I had I had the Eagles drafting a wide receiver in the first round, and I still think they need that because they still need wide receiver help. They need to get rid of Nelson Aguilar's a free agent. They should just let him go. Right. And they need to get rid of Alshon Jeffrey. There's not much you can do with D Jack. You just got to hope he's be healthy. Bring some talent in at wide receiver. Paul Richardson's still out there. I love to see him acquire him. Demarcus Robinson. I mentioned him. Earlier today, he's still out there. I think you can get him. They need Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson, if if you wanted to push everything else aside and just get Robbie Anderson, that'd be a great move. Because I don't then, think he's going to cost all that much in, in in the grand scheme of things. And and if you get Robbie Anderson, then you could take that first round pick and potentially get maybe not the top corner, but you probably get the third at least the second or third best corner in the draft yes. that is talented enough, especially where they, where a couple of them are playing. They almost play in NFL talent level at college in the SEC. And that's where kind of where I'm going with it. There's a couple of players from the SEC that they play NFL level caliber receivers. Then you can go in the first round and get a corner. Now you compare a young corner with the, one of the top corners in the league in Darius Slay, and you have a perfect scenario. Right. Especially, and that's if you get Robbie Anderson. And then you take your second round pick. Even though they probably slid through seven or eight wide receivers in the first round, by the time you get to 53, you can still acquire a nice receiver. Absolutely. To kind of buff up that uh, wide receiver core. And you can still, still get a couple other players. You just can't, if you're the Eagles, you can't let this move be the end of it because if this is it you still haven't done enough in my opinion you still need to give Carson Wentz a few more weapons that will stay on the field sure but if I were an Eagles fan I mean I'm not um I've been there yeah yeah sorry for that you're in recovery still um shout out to some of our Eagles fans out there listening (laughs) messing with you um I mean if you're an Eagles fan you have to be thrilled with this move though I mean, like you said, they have other things to do, but you have to start somewhere. 
right. and acquiring and then signing to a long-term extension, one of the very best cornerbacks in his prime in the league is you really couldn't start a whole lot better than that. I wouldn't surprise me if they were probably in a discussion for DeAndre Hopkins also with those kind of draft picks going back and forth. I haven't heard I don't know that. I haven't heard that. Wouldn't surprise me. And then when they couldn't, they pivoted away. It's pretty clear that Slay was getting moved. Even with some of the moves Detroit made. Yeah, because if you're not gonna you're not you can't get Hopkins and you didn't like the the options for Diggs because maybe the the draft picks didn't work out that you wanted. You pivot and you go get Darius Slay. Top corner in the league, that's a that's a great move. It's a great move, hands down. And you just you just t- transformed your defense in one move to at least middle, high middle tier, respectable, absolutely. And and now you just gotta make some other move piece moves here and there to improve that defense a little bit more, and then just get those weapons. It's like you said. I mean, you were all over the Eagles secondary all last year, and they made some good moves. They got rid of Jenkins. They moved Mills to a position that better suits him, and yep. they went and they got one of the best lockdown corners in the league. You just, I mean, you can't, you couldn't have asked for a better start. And kudos to the Eagles for not just saying, we have cap room, we're going to go out and go nuts and start spending like crazy. They could have signed Byron Jones. They could have gone out and overpaid for him. But instead, they, just, they paid a guy who is, I think, so much better than Jones. It's not even funny. They're not even on the same plane, Byron Jones and Darius Slay. Slay is so superior. Barely paid him more money. Didn't give up nearly what the Rams gave up to get Jalen Ramsey. Oh, God, no. I mean, not, uh, Rams gave up two first-round picks. I, don't, I think maybe even an additional pick as well. Eagles a third and a fifth, and then you sign them to an extension right away. That is how... That's how winning teams make moves. And and maybe the third year of that extension doesn't prove out, but now in the third year you're looking at probably no dead cap. So he's probably expendable. I hate to think of it like that, but he might be expendable at that point. As long as you can pair this with another move. And I just thought of a great move if he if the money works, which um, I don't know if they've reset the, the dollars yet with all this moves going through. But they have a guy out there in Xavier Woods. Xavier Rhodes, sorry. Yeah, the uh, the uh, Dairy Slade move hasn't gone through yet officially with dollars, but I don't think he's going to take up $35 million. No. Um, Xavier Rhodes got cut. Oh, Slade take up 35 Yeah. No, Slade's 16.6 annual. So half of that. Yeah. But Rhodes got cut. Right. So if he if he needs a prove it deal and you can get him for four or five, pair him with Darius Slay. Now you now you, Oh, and you got Mills at safety? Uh, now, That's now a, you, oh yeah. Now you, now you just got this now you got a defense a secondary that is upper level. You completely transformed your defense in, in three moves. Because you're just you're just making yourself you you're taking pressure off of other parts of the team by elevating, and they actually elevated their defensive line by going get uh, Jovan Hargrove from Pittsburgh. That's an improvement on their defensive line. Yep, you're doing a lot of good stuff. The one thing I just caution them: just don't stop there. No, I mean they even they picked up Malik Jackson, so they got Hargrove, 
Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham on the defensive line. They stacked up their defense. I mean, yeah, Bennett's been gone. They got rid of Malkin Jenkins. They resigned Rodney McCloyd at free safety. So they have a nice secondary. I just think if you can tro- go get Xavier Xavier Rhodes, that's a good move. That's a great move. That's a good move. Because Rhodes can't be – I don't think he's a number one anymore. No, he's But not. if you pair him with someone who can shut down the other side and you have a safety like Mills who could help him. Oh, yeah. That is – There's a safety that understands great. the coverage techniques yes. of that defense and now just has to learn how to play that middle high safety. And if you get Rhodes, now you can take your first two picks if you really want to because you don't – do you need a tight end? No, because you got two. Right, two really good ones. You can go get your. You can go spend two first round picks if you want to, or two top ten top picks, the first and the second. Two wide receivers if you really want to, if you cut bait with all the rest of them, and then you look at Carson Wentz and say, "Look, you're the franchise guy. You don't have to be at OTAs, but we're bringing in these two talented receivers in the first two rounds. You might want to work with them." This team went from kind of embarrassing how they ended up last season. Yeah. Uh, going down the stretch with Dallas where nobody seemed to want that division. They made a few moves. They completely changed the outlook and atmosphere of that entire team. You look at them with the moves they made. Yeah. Cutting the dead weight, cutting the negativity, bringing in guys in their prime, moving other guys to the right position. This is a team I think can run away with ease next year if they get some receiving help. They just need to make that they need to make that hard move of removing I I'm sure he's done a lot great for the city and he's been a good player. But Alshon Jeffrey cannot stay on the field. No, not, not is, his salary, unfortunately. Yeah. He is, you can't keep him. He is fifteen million dollars on your yeah. cap. You can easily get a guy like Robbie Anderson for that price. Robbie Anderson would be worth it. That's what I'm saying. Because he's not. Right. He's not. Alshon Jeffrey is a big body receiver, but he's got nothing left in the tank from what I've seen. And unfortunately, it just doesn't. It seems like he's done. Um, it wouldn't. It wouldn't behoove him. I mean, this would be a post June first. Uh, release or trade because then the money you can shift the money a little bit better than if you did it now but you have to consider that option because you just he's just not a valuable asset i'm sorry i know that's a little mean to say about him well it's nothing against the guy i mean he's for all we know he's been a a good teammate and hasn't done anything wrong as far as the law as far as i'm concerned just can't stay on the field yeah he just can't stay healthy that's not a crime it's just from a from a, a front office standpoint it's just not smart to hang on to him and I, you you need to you need to figure out now right where your receiving help is going to be because if you go into the season with this receiving core exactly how it is adding maybe a rookie wide receiver everything you've done will be for a wash I'll tell you what I don't think you go out and you get a guy who you don't make a trade for an Odell Beckham Jr. like Cleveland thought would solve their problems right what you do is you get a bunch of high level guys who are considered like I guess B to B minus level players, maybe C plus, who will work well in your system. You have your running back. Miles Sanders is going to be phenomenal. Oh, God. That kid has so much raw talent and showed so much when he got a chance last year. 
You let him be the guy. You bring up somebody to be his backup to take some of the load off him. You have whatever you think of him. You have Carson Wentz. He's your guy. He is their franchise quarterback, so they got to ride with him for at least a few more seasons. You have your tight ends. Your offensive line is all right. Certainly not the best, but certainly not the worst. You get Robbie Anderson. I like your idea of bringing Paul Richardson. You take that first-round draft pick. You draft somebody. There you have an entirely different receiving core. You have a bunch of guys who are above-average role players for their old teams who are all going to be hungry to compete and be the star. I still like Demarcus Robinson on this team. I just think it's and, – and he can't – he can't – I can't imagine him costing that much money. And I get there's only so much money to spread around. Maybe if they were a little more – conservative with their money at some positions maybe they'd have a little bit more i think that alshon jeffrey post june 1st cut slash potential trade might alleviate some of the issues but you can't do it until then you need to make the move on robbie anderson now if you're going to make it yeah you need to make the move on xavier Rhodes now if you're going to make it but if you don't make those moves you don't have much. I'm sorry. You just don't have enough as a team to get over that hump because we we know what Dallas has, right? We know what they have. And we know – Yeah, a bunch of overpaid players. I get it. But you know they're going to go at, I guess you could say, at least 8-8. Eight and eight. And we know Washington's Washington. The Giants, we'll see what their moves does. And a full season of Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones together paired with Slayton, Ingram, and whatever else they get. Right. You're not going to have a lot of opportunities. You can shut the door on this on this division if you make a couple more moves and really put, put your foot on the throats of the Cowboys and the Giants. And honestly, you might want to because some of these other teams are making heavy moves and you have the NFC champions – who may may have not done a lot, but they made they they've maintained enough of their team where they can still be a, a threat. Yeah, but heavy moves don't always equal quality moves. Right. As we as we know by do a trade for your team and your structure and get guys with the same mindset. That that's how you win. Yeah. But um, well let's 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 move on to the next topic. We had uh, some our post first wave free agency signings, as you put it here on our. Yeah. We had that first wave memo. go through and. And and now we have the second wave. We still have a third wave. Did we, did we talk about Rivers last time, or was that, that he hadn't officially signed at that point? Rivers, no, I forgot about it. That's yeah. right, he hadn't signed yet. Yeah. So he, he signed for one in twenty five million. Yeah, with uh, the Indianapolis Colts. I I I was as any everybody who's listened to this for more than a few episodes knows. I was certain Teddy Bridgewater was going to. You were. I was adamant to the point where I was just like I was literally like talking like using my like talking with my hands. Even in the microphone, yeah, which you, you guys did. can't see, and I'm still doing it now. I'm Italian. What do you want? You know that Bridgewater was going to the Colts, and then the entire league was like, "Nope, we're just gonna play, you know, musical chairs at the quarterback position." Didn't I, I'm I tried to go back a few episodes. I was trying to see where I, I thought, and I don't want to give myself credit if I didn't. I thought I mentioned. Teddy B going to Carolina as a thought, but I don't know if I actually like hammered that thought in. I don't remember that, but I do remember you calling Rivers to Indy. 
I remember you calling Rivers to Indy, uh, even if you didn't, even if it wasn't like a dead set lock, you were, you were saying that was a really possible destination yeah. for him. I thought the Colts might be smart, so I didn't think so, but I should have known. I should have known an organization like the Colts would do everything to set up to win and then shoot themselves in the foot by having Phillip Rivers be their starting quarterback. Yeah, I'm not really, so, I'm not really feeling it. Talk about the anti Peyton Manning. I'm not really feeling no, Rivers. That's not a good matchup. It's not a good, uh, it's just not good. It's not going to work out well for him. I'd like Teddy B going to Carolina. Yeah, so I guess our Cam Newton uh, trade uh, a guesstimate. Well, well, so here, here's the thing, Chris. This is why when I said, "Oh, Matt Rule apparently love wants Teddy or uh, Cam Newton to be the starting quarterback." That's why afterwards I said that might change because sometimes they say stuff indefinite, and it's the opposite. Yeah, they got to speak the company line. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened because Teddy B is in Carolina. I got a feeling that that Cam is going to get cut, not traded, because every, everyone's going to see the writing on the wall, much like Andy Dalton. I don't think there's one time I didn't say Andy Dalton will will not get cut. He will get cut. He's not going to get traded. Well, Who's going to trade for him? Here's the tough part with Cam Newton. This isn't a player who was healthy last year who just they're moving on because of age or something. This is a guy who people, teams are going to want to look at firsthand right. with their own doctors. Right. And with all the quarantines and lack of, you know, people wanting to potentially, you know, um, expose themselves to the virus going around, there may not be a whole lot of people or teams that are going to open up their facilities to have somebody from the outside come in. Right. To just not take a chance. So you may be looking at, once this whole thing clears up, you could be going into if Cam Newton's cut. You could be going into next season without Cam Newton having a home. Possible. He'll get signed all once. These, all, once all this clears away, yeah. And people and teams can actually bring him in for an extended look. They can practice him. They can they can check his medicals. They can give him physicals. All that stuff. He'll get signed. He's not done by any means. What did you did you hear what all these contracts are getting? They're all getting coronavirus. Uh, um, I don't know what I, don't know, I can't remember what the word is, but like little uh, small writing stating if if you know when you get your physical, if you fail it, your signing bonus goes away. Jesus, but your contract will still be honored. So like if someone signs for three and thirty, and ten of it's a signing bonus, if you fail your physical, that that ten million dollar signing bonus will be wiped away, but you'll still get your three and twenty contract. That's pretty dumb, but it's because they can't they can't um, do the physicals until it's like I think they said May, right? I think April or May is when they'll do them. But I get it. I just don't think I just don't think if I'm a team, I'm looking at Cam Newton. I know what it, he didn't perform at all last year because he was injured the entire injured the entire year. What kind of draft capital am I going to give up to get him? And not to mention, I now I'm going to have to pay him eighteen million dollars. And if I'm a team that doesn't want him as a starter, but I want to see what he's got, right? I don't want to pay him eighteen million dollars. They're going to have to cut him because they can save a lot of cap room by cutting him. They can. They're, They're not going to get can, any kind of offer because other teams can, know this, right? And they can save more if they trade him, but that means you need to get a partner, right? And I don't think, and I, I heard this earlier in the in uh, in the day on the radio. Five years ago, it used to be 
there's too many seats and not enough quarterbacks to fill those seats. Right now, we're looking at too many players and not enough seats left. Right. Because there's a there's a few teams that are looking at the draft. Miami and Cincinnati, just off the top of my head, and possibly uh, the Chargers are looking at the draft. So you're looking at a bunch of teams. Who's left that needs a quarterback? Not many. Chargers. But they might be looking at the draft. There's there's reports that they're not looking to sign a uh, veteran. Yeah, they want to go with Tyrod Taylor and pick some up in the draft. Right. Yeah. So now you're looking at minimum teams. So now you're looking at Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, and Andy Dalton. That's just the three players I'm thinking off the top of my head. I, I, there might be another one or two player uh, quarterbacks that I can't think of. Especially, and, and you know who's lurking up in New England. He's waiting for one of them to get to get cut, and he's just going to say, "Hey, <clears throat> uh, you want to take uh, two million dollars?" I certainly hope it doesn't do it in the creepy way you just did, because that'd be really strange. I don't but, do I don't do a good Bill Belichick. Yeah. I'm sorry. I am one of those people who don't do a good Bill Belichick. Yeah, I don't either, but that was that was a little weird. I was trying. It's okay. I didn't try at all, so I can't really say too much. We are running a little bit long here, so I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, both of us. We had uh, we both went. Uh, we both told a full. Uh, Epilogue on Tom Brady's career. So, an interesting move by Cincinnati picking up DJ Reader from Seattle. Yep, M- Mackenzie Alexander and Trey Waynes, both from Minnesota, two cornerbacks. So they basically rehaul they overhauled their their cornerbacks because they also have Dre Kirkpatrick, and they signed Darquez Denard earlier in the day. So they are filling themselves with with corners. They were busy. They were busy. Um, and we'll see what they do in the draft. The point I wanted to get to that I pointed out before we started, Vic Beasley goes to Tennessee for one and nine, which is a dumb move. It's weird to see a player that young, that young still go for that, go for a one-year deal. I still think it's dumb. But, but the dumber move. Oh, this is ridiculous. The dumber move is the one that the Atlanta Falcons did, going three for 48 for Dante Fowler Jr. Oh, I thought you were going to say Malcolm Jenkins was a dumber move. No, no. But to me, that is. That's equally as dumb, but I think Dante Fowler Jr. is dumber because they only have so much cast space, and now they're going to waste it on Dante Fowler This Jr. is what they do. How many – you and I both. Look at look at the salaries for they, – they weren't going to pay Austin Hooper, but they bring in this guy for that much money? Right. This they, is why that team lucked their way into a Super Bowl appearance a couple years ago. And why they haven't come close since, or even before that, since the Jamal Anderson days. And they and they they didn't re-sign Devondre Campbell, who signed today for one and nine one year for nine point five, which I understand. I thought he was going to get a nice contract, like a five year, fifty million dollar deal. My mistake, but I didn't think he'd get one and nine point five. That's insane. Yeah. But you, you don't want to take that money and spend it on good players. You want to give it to Dante Fowler Jr., right. who is a career average, I think, of like five sacks a season and a impact of negative one on your team. The only smart contract, the Atlanta Falcons, I found it out, I don't know, I want to say the last eight to ten years, Julio. is giving Julio fully guaranteed three for 66 before last season started. That's it. Everything else has been a, an abject failure. Matt Ryan, Marcus Trufant, now this, and the Des- list goes on and on. Desmond, Desmond, not Mark. Yeah, Desmond. Okay. Um, I messed up a name now. now uh, Deion Jones. Oh, the list um, goes on and on, man. The free safety that I can't never think of, but um, 
Ricardo Allen. Yeah. It, it, just it just player after player. They, they they just they saw this these athletic freak players who could who could who were making plays for them in their Super Bowl run, and they've done nothing since. And you can say, oh, they have the 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 cloud of the twenty eight to three comeback over their head. Well, maybe you should have fired the head coach and brought in someone new. And it could have cleaned house. You have a great transition there to our one of our final topics. You said, haven't done anything since the Super Bowl run. <laughs> and that brings us to two players who were released today. Joe Flacco and Todd Gurley. I didn't see Todd Gurley. I didn't see Todd Gurley, Gurley getting released. I saw him getting traded, but not released. I didn't I, I made all the arguments anytime we talked about him. It just didn't make sense. No, that's a lot of dead cap they have now. They are they are surrendering. It says on the website they are surrendering three point nine million dollars because he's a twenty million dollars in cap, dead cap. Yeah. The only way they re- can recoup some of that is if the team that signs them gives them roster bonus. So they have it's seven point five in roster bonus. So if a team gives them some roster bonus, then it'll subtract from that. Okay. Maybe if a team does it. That would be if two or three teams get in some sort of bidding war for Todd Gurley, then that might be where some of it comes from. But honestly, if a team gives them one and two million dollars and just says, "Come play for us," oh, I don't know, Tampa Bay. I think he's going to Tampa Bay. All right, that's where all the rumors are going. He's going to Tampa Bay because that's he's he's uh, in theory the last piece they need on that offense. And he could partner with Ronald Jones, yep. so he's not overused. He can prove he has something left, and then maybe he can find a home paired with one of these young. I mean, he'd be a nice pair if you could see the health. You could pair him with a young Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary, um, my guy uh, Montgomery, or even Christian McCaffrey for decent for for fair decent money. If you had him in Tampa, you'd have him as like you'd have pretty much anybody's dream offense from Madden from about three years ago with Tom Brady, Ty Gurley, and Mike Evans, with the exception of Chris Godwin, who's still young. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, Godwin, yeah, Godwin yeah. wasn't who he was three years ago; isn't who he is now. Flacco getting released. Well, I'm confused because it says here Joe Flacco has it's a 13 million dollars in dead cap for Joe Flacco. Uh-huh. But if you ask me, his contract was 126 million. That was all dead cap because he sucks. <laughs> He professionally sucks, and he <laughs> stole every dime he ever played for. So I didn't see that coming. No, I was just going off the top of my head off the I old mean, noggin. It, it's 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 funny because they did it to themselves. They How thought did they they think were, this was a good idea. How they thought, they thought it was a good idea to, to acquire Joe Flacco God. to be their starting quarterback, and they drafted a kid last year. Now, albeit the kid didn't start till late in the season because he was injured, right? Did okay though. But you could have you could have maybe. Uh, signed a free agent. Off Anybody the, else? Yeah. But you gave up draft capital. I don't think it was much, but you gave up draft capital, and now you're incurring $13 million in dead cap. Oh, yeah. It's it's not the draft pit that you have to get them because, like it's you said, the they didn't cap. give much. It's it's the dead cap taking on that salary. But I mean, they, God, man. I think they were one of the higher teams with, with salary cap. Nevertheless, it's still $13 million you don't have that you could have spent on somebody else, especially with what they're building. They're making some sneaky moves. Yeah. If I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, I we know what they did last year. We know how high powered they are. 
they're making some sneaky moves. Maybe not this year, but you could see next year that team on the rise again. Well, much like the Eagles. I mean, you have to build a solid foundation before you can. Right. You have to have that structure and a direction for your team before you know. So making these smaller moves now. That's a Jarrell Casey you know, move. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see Jarrell Casey getting traded from the Tennessee. AJ Boye trade. And AJ now Boye. That, I mean, that's, that's I, they're two making really good moves. players. Don't, don't think – I wouldn't count them out for this season, but they might be on for the following season. So, Chris, where is Clowney, Gordon, and Anderson's contracts? Because why haven't they signed yet? Because uh, they're not as good as they think they are. Oh, you like Robbie Anderson, right? I do, but the wide receiver market, people are going to wait on that. Okay. Nobody's there's no real market setter there. Uh, people, much like you've been saying about Jadavian Clowney, yes, uh, he disappears. Apparently, he might go back to Seattle because now that a few days, even though the official year started yesterday, right? Yes. Like, yeah. So even though the the technically we're one day into official free agency, it's now going into uh, end of day Thursday, and he doesn't have a contract. And normally these top tier players are already off the board. Yeah, the contracts are already laid out even before the legal tampering period. They're only really discussed during the legal tampering period, and which they're is, signed immediately. Which is why you get some deals at exactly like four thirty. Yeah, like five on the minutes first day. after. Yeah, exactly. Mystery. We just figured it and ironed. We just ironed out this whole complex contract in four minutes. Amazing. Good job, guys. I, I heard, an, and I'm getting tired of this, I heard another rumor about Gordon to Buffalo. It doesn't make sense to me. I didn't like it. doesn't make sense. And even when the person mentioned it, he, he then backed it up with, Singletary is pretty good, and he showed what he was when Frank Gore got benched. And you're going to spend money on this guy? It doesn't make Buffalo, sense. Buffalo, no, it's the most Buffalo Bills thing you could possibly imagine. But you would hope they build something better. You would hope so, but they just gave up half of their draft for Stefan Dix, who's a known malcontent. Nobody's a bigger crybaby uh, other than uh, Odell Beckham know. Jr. Hmm? Other than Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, the only the only guy who made more noise last year than Stefan Diggs, not even Odell, because I mean Odell's still a competitor. Like he's, you know, I mean he's what he is. I, I think Odell's overrated. But the only guy who made more noise last year was Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's true. Stefan Diggs is always, you know, he signs a new contract and he wakes up on the wrong side of the bed. And all of a sudden he wants out of there. The minute he realizes Adam Thielen's 10 times the receiver he is. Dalvin Cook is the focal point of that offense as well. He should be. Kirk Cousins is getting guaranteed money. Stefan's not getting treated like a prince anymore. So all of a sudden he wants out. He wants out. He wants out. Any okay. Other? Well, good luck going to Buffalo because the one thing Kirk Cousins can do really well, Kirk Cousins throws a really nice deep ball. You know what Josh Allen can't do? Throw, throw anything accurately. And I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to bag on Josh Allen because it's a division rival of the Patriots. Like, kid's got talent. If you solid running game, short passes, let him run and do his thing, if you can occasionally try to luck his way into hitting a deep pass – Josh Allen can throw the ball a mile and a half. Yeah, that's not the problem. The problem is he, he throws it 10 yards away from the receiver. That's the issue. I wouldn't even say he needs to do his thing. I, I would say you need to contain. It was on display. It was a Texans, right? They lost to him? Yes. It was on display for that game where he had the game in hand. And he literally threw it away. 
because he he's incapable of actually throwing the ball. Yeah. And who who disappeared in the at least the fourth quarter, if not the second half, was Devin Singletary. He just disappeared. Not because he was incapable of of running the ball. It's just they they decided to go away from mm-hmm. him, which boggles my mind that they would. Now Diggs will pull some coverage. He does he can run a little bit. Uh he will attract attention. He will get Tredavious White. Um or I'm sorry, he'll get the best corner on him. But it's still it still doesn't it's not enough because your quarterback is not accurate. Well this way this way Josh Allen can miss a guy who's single covered instead of double covered. So that's gonna be a lot, you know that'll right. be a lot more convenient for him. Right. But now, you know, uh, Beasley will be a little bit more open. Then you'll have Jerron Brown get a little more open. Maybe Dawson Knox can develop a little bit more. All that being said, you have some nice assets, but your quarterback still isn't enough. And this is the year you have to decide what he is. Exactly. Because if he's not it, you need to you need to quickly transition to somebody else. Because you're gonna your talent's gonna dry up real quick if you don't. And this might be. And I told this to a Miami Dolphins fan the other day. You need to, you might need to take advantage of this year because this might be it. You, this might be the only crack that you have because if Bill gets one year to kind of retool his team, the next year he might come on storming with a, a right. brand new team and put his crown at the top of the division again. And now you're all rotating second, third, and fourth in the division. So, we know the Jets haven't done anything at all. Besides not re-sign Robbie Anderson. Besides that. But Miami and Buffalo are making some moves. This is the year you have to push your chips in. But the problem is, is you can push your chips in all you want. You win the division. You got a bunch of other teams in the AFC that are pretty dang good. They just don't have to fight with. Yeah, you can push your chips in all you want. If you don't got the cards to actually win the hand, it doesn't matter. Well, that's why Dolphins, I think, would be the most the, – the the team that might have the most opportunity to push in, which is why they're making all these moves, with those first-round picks, if they can make the right move at quarterback. Because, let's be honest, Ryan Fitzpatrick is not going to be the answer. He's just not. No, I'll say this much, though. If Josh Allen can figure out his accuracy issues – and I know that's a big F, but if he can, the Bills are an incredibly dangerous team. They are. If he, he's still just the same, I'm going to throw 80 yards downfield, that's an exaggeration. I'm going to throw 40-yard bombs, you know, two out of every five throws, and he's going to miss the, miss the receiver by, you know, five or six yards every time at least, then they're, they're not going to go any further than they did. Plus, he needs to stop getting taken – Big hits. I yeah. know he's a big boy. They, they, they might be a playoff team. They might even win a division for a few years while the Patriots rebuild. And again, like I said a couple episodes ago, there's no rule saying the Patriots have to be bad now because Tom Brady left. Right. Because Tom Brady did not play well this year. You can't guarantee. And they still, yeah. still were competitive. You can't guarantee they're going to take a slide. So this would be the year to take advantage of it. But even that, even that said, you still might not have the opportunity. The Bills need to make the right moves 
what they are, I'm not quite sure. I'd have to dig into what they've done and see where they can go. But they just need to harness Allen a little bit. Yeah. He can't be taking the big hits. He just he just cannot. I understand he's mobile and you want to utilize that asset, but he can't. Miami is the team because the Jets I just I just push aside. I I don't I don't take them seriously. No. I don't know about you. I think Miami is the only one that has a chance to take the division title because they're making some moves. But these these moves might be a one year move because these contracts are gonna expire. And when I mean expire, I mean they're gonna turn ugly. Oh yeah. Real quick. Not to mention they're not making great moves anyways. They're not great moves, no, but they are designed. I've seen them. They're designed to do one thing, to emulate the 2018 Patriots. Right. The problem is, is they don't have a quarterback. They have some nice pieces on offense, but they don't have a quarterback. And they have enough draft picks to go get some more assets, but they still don't have a quarterback. Right. And Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick is not the answer. Well, to answer your question, I'll just say this in closing for me. Okay. You had the question, where are the contracts for Jadavian Clowney? Melvin Gordon, Robbie mm-hmm. Anderson. Clowney, I have no idea. I really don't. You could have not back in Seattle. I wouldn't be surprised as dumb as Bill O'Brien has been playing with his team the last year and a half if he just re-signs with the Texans. Wouldn't that be something? Chris, we, we will spend a quarter of an episode on that. Oh, yeah. Um, if he does. Melvin Gordon, I, I, I would be absolutely shocked if either Melvin Gordon or Todd Gurley do not get signed by the Buccaneers relatively soon. Mm-hmm. One of them will get signed. By the Buccaneers, because they know they need a running back, a guy with a proven record. Yep. Uh, and as far as Robbie Anderson, I like the Eagles. I think it's a good move. I think the Eagles are going to get Robbie Anderson. They're going to pay him, but he's not going to get elite wide receiver money, and he's going to perform like an elite receiver in that offense. So I thought he was so. going to go to Arizona, but now that they've – Yeah, they're pretty full of receiver <laughs> in Arizona. The, the, yeah. the top of the market uh, wide receiver – yeah, I like I like it. Um, I want to see where Clowney goes. I want to see where Gordon goes. I'm interested. And if he goes back to oh my god, if he goes back to Houston, that'd be something. That'd, be, that'd just be Bill O'Brien in a nutshell. It would be, and I would, I would, it would be interesting if both Gordon and Clowney went to to Houston. Of, of course, Gordon's not going to go because they have their uh, David Johnson now. But I'll be interested to see where Gordon goes. I, I just. Like before, we when we finished all the teams, I couldn't place him, and he gave me a team. I still don't know where he's going to go. And it'll be interesting to see where he goes and how it influences the rest of the league. But Javion Clowney, I will stand by my comments. He plays about two games a season. Which I think is why he's still out there as a free agent, honestly. And the only reason why... He's the Amari Cooper of defensive players. Right. And the only reason why yeah. Cooper's got a contract over Jadavian Clowney is Cooper might age a little better than Jadavian Clowney. And it's Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones cannot admit he was uh, wrong. Yes. Jerry Jones has to has to get every single drop he can out of everything he does because he cannot prove he cannot admit he was wrong. He and knows if, he did not make a good move getting Amari Cooper. Yep. And he can't let it go because then he'd be wrong. And if Clowney was a Dallas Cowboy? He'd already have the mo- the, the biggest contract in defensive lineman history. I yep. guarantee it. Absolutely. And that's Jerry Jones, and that's what he does. Well, I'm good. If you're all set, yep. we wrap it up here. Ran a little long. Hope you guys don't mind. If you're still listening, you clearly didn't. But uh, as always, we would like to hear your thoughts and opinions on any of our topics, whether it be Tom Brady leaving for 
Tampa Bay, TB to TB, or any of the trades, free agent moves, or releases we talked about. And Ben, where can they do that? Well, you can hit us up on Twitter. That's Ben Chris Talk FO1, or on Facebook, Ben and Chris Talk Football. All right, for Ben, I am Chris. Be safe, be smart, and we'll see you right back here. See you in the morning. Thank you.